Yes, it's Monday. And not only is it Monday, it's a very special Monday because Becca has once again climbed one of the big metal birds, the ones that clever people make, and she's headed off once more to the Middle East. Yes, I'm sure she's having an affair with a prince. She's probably not. Or with Prince, who's faked his own death and moved to Saudi Arabia, but maybe she hasn't either. Maybe she's just gone for work as per normal. Anyway, how are you guys? I hope you're all fantastically well. And the week has treated you well, given that we're a few hours into Monday. I should hope it has. And if you've woken to bad news or you're just not feeling Monday, and who feels Mondays? Even I, I think, for fuck's sake, mind you, yeah, no, that's kind of my go-to. That's like my breakfast. I have a nice big bowl of for fuck's sake, and then I get on with my day. But we are going to have a great little show for you today. We have all of the usual features, of course. I'm going to review something paranormal, so you don't have to review it for yourself. We're going to listen to one of your paranormal experiences, always one of my favourite parts of the show. And then, of course, we're going to join Becca in Reddit. Cor- oh, sorry. The Turret of Tower, still ready corner. But, big news. So, you'll notice from last week, on one of the recordings we've done with the handheld, there was like a... And it wasn't like mobile phone interference, because when we record, we make sure everything's in like airplay mode and stuff. It was the microphone itself on the handheld. Now, yes, I could find some tinker somewhere and be like, what would it be? And he'd be like... It'd be £40 or something. And I'd give him £40, and no doubt in a week's time I'd be recording it, and he'd go, because I got a jazz problem with it. So I went out, and I thought, and well, I didn't go out intentionally. I was thinking I need a new handheld recorder. And lo, yes, lo, um, the very first handheld recorder I ever owned my very first handheld recorder um, was a Zoom H1N1. And anyone in their audio games know that this is a stalwart, allegedly. So we've done our very first Becker's Red Corner up in the turreted tower using said H1N1. Now, it's come with a windsock attached. I can remove the windsock, but I've chosen not to because I lost the last one. And if you're wondering what a windsock is, it's, um, well, I call it the microphone's afro. So it's like a, a giant afro that you just place on top of the microphone. And it, that doesn't really do it justice because I'm sure you're all thinking about boom stands and big long microphones that look fairy and thinking that doesn't look like an afro. This looks like an afro. Okay. So um, that's a style of haircut for your handheld. So, and if you're thinking of new haircuts for your handheld machinery, anyway, so we're going to see what that sounds like later. Hopefully it does the job, but if not, then um, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. It thing is, it was much cheaper than the one that fucked up. But if it's not, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and just go and get a new one. But anyway, hey ho, that's my week in a nutshell. I'm in a nutshell. Anyway. Shall we crack on? I think we shall. First, of course, we need to follow our normal routine of thanking our wonderful team over at Patreon. Now, before I do that, I do need to say a big thank you to our Patreons because they've been very nice. And I know you're thinking, well, I'm nice. 
Do I not get a thank you? Yes, you do too. Pat yourself on your little head. You also are nice. But I have evidence of them being nice and um, supportive during what is generally um, a fucking awful time, if I'm being perfectly honest. It'll, you know, everyone has them. I'm not saying woe is me, far from it. But, um, you know, it's just not a good time at the minute. It'll get better. It always does. Swings and roundabouts, as they say. Ups and downs. But um, we're currently on a down. Don't worry. It won't reflect in the show. You're thinking it fucking is. And um, everything will be back. I, I feel like I'm saying far too often, everything will be back to normal recently. I mean, soon. What we are going to do, just FYI, FYI is all papers. What? Um, is... You know when we normally, well, you might not know this, but I run two of the shows, The Deadly Countdown and The Dark Paranormal. And they run concurrently in 10-episode formats, and then I have three weeks off. I'm not suggesting I'm going to do that with this show. What I am going to do is this time around, given that I need to pull myself out of this quagmire, there's a word, um, I am going to take a couple of weeks off this show. During that same time, just so I've got, I mean, patrons will still get Patreon episodes um, because that's only right. But, uh, you know, just so I can have a little bit of an elongated break because it can get a bit. And the th- you know, the thing is, I don't I'm not trying to say, oh, I chose to be a podcaster and I love it. Um, and, I'm, and, you know, it's talking. And if you like the sound of your own voice, which evidently I do, then it's not true work work. Do you know what I mean? It's like. But at the same time, a lot of work does go into planning stuff, being at certain places at certain times, having stuff ready for certain times. Like It's a normal job, but the thing is it sits outside of the nine to five, Monday to Friday. Um, and then therefore, with what's going on around life at the moment, um, I, I feel like I'm spinning too many plates. So I just need to reset, okay? So just so you can all set your expectations, um, or lower them, is we are on, well, this week's going to be episode eight for The Dark Paranormal, then next week nine, the following week ten, which will be the finale, and then there will be two weeks off, not three, two weeks off. So brace yourself for no shows on those Mondays. Um, so yeah, so that's all the news I wanted to say, but we do need to thank our wonderful newest patrons before we go anywhere. And as you can hear, the guitar is well and truly out, and we have one. One single Patreon, Alison Scott, which means it's one of those rare occasions where she gets a song entirely to herself. So, Alison, my dear, this is for you. Oh, yeah. Single solo Patreon, you're giving me a smile. I hope you like the extra shows and find them all worthwhile. To everybody listening, one patron don't seem a lot. Will you're not Alison Scott? And I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart I'd like to thank you for helping me keep What was that note? The show lights on I think I redeemed it with a seventh 
falsetto there. But that's down for you to decide. Anyway, thank you, Alison. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, you do get two shows each and each and every week. Extra shows, that is. You get me rambling midweek, which, as you can tell, I like to do. And, of course, on a Sunday, we have a paranormal Patreon where we try and look at something a bit spooky. Hmm, we try. Try being the... Try is doing some heavy lifting there, I'll be honest. But anyway, let's move on to a... Oh, sorry, I need to tell you how to do that. Go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Or you won't be able to sign up. Anyway, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Now, this week's paranormal review is slightly different because is it paranormal? Uh, I don't know. Is it supernatural? Yes, it, because it, you know, it, it's about supernature, if you will, or allegedly it is. Anyway, in my mission to drag myself out of a pit, I've been searching and 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 searching. Anyway, I came across a thing. Now, this is from like the 70s, right? It's called the Silver Method. Right? I'm not condoning it before anyone goes, oh, for fuck's sake. It, it's not the secret, but it is the secret. Um, but it's better than the secret because, for me, the secret was just bollocks. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot to be said for positive thinking. Do you know what I mean? There is, obviously. And, you know, but do I think you can manifest that? I fucking hate that word. Sorry for swearing. I hate that word. Manifest. I've got a vision board. I'm going to manifest. But the thing is, I'm saying all this, the silver method's not too different, but it was done. It's so American 80s audio tape. In fact, the, the, it's an, the audible book is what I got with a credit. And um, it's it's taken from the tape because it literally says, now turn the tape over and on side two, we'll talk you through. And so it's like taken from the tape and it's got a lot of funky like 80s American. Elton John Saturday. No, but you know what I mean? Like as in like upbeat music. But there's, I think there is something to be said for putting something in your subconscious. I know people are going to say that's just the secret. It's not. The secret's like... So I just thought about a plane and I got a plane. Um, that was Janice Joplin, by the way. She wanted a Mercedes-Benz, but, you know, her brain wanted something else. It's a bit like uh, that Ghostbusters scene where uh, Ray chooses Goza. Anyway, we went off course there. So basically what it's saying is that you kind of program your subconscious to, to for these things and your body, and then you forget about them and your body will do the rest. You know, you'll act, you'll... Not, I hate using the word manifest, but you, you'll do subconsciously certain things which will pull these things towards you, you know, albeit, and it doesn't have to be physical things. It can be just happiness, you know, things like that. But there are very, if nothing else, it's a very interesting book in terms of, um, I'm all about perspective changes and perspective shifts. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I've, like throughout my life, I've been obsessed with the perception that people have about things and about each other and things like that. Yeah, is this is like, a, well, this is a, a deeply personal one I thought I'd share with our many thousands of viewers, viewers, listeners. But for example, 
I mean, this is just a poor 16-year-old boy who is trying to make sense of a tragedy. But when my mother died, I tried to reframe it. And how I'd done that was I thought, hold on, right? So she's not going to be in the house anymore. Because it was all a bit of a shock. We didn't know, do you know what I mean? The next thing, she's not there. So you're like, all right, she's not going to be in the house anymore. And I was like, is there any difference in her not being here now and or and or i don't know which is right there or if she's took a job as a red coat in butlands right now for our us listeners butlands is like a holiday camp and a red coat is like their helpers or the people who work there so i was like is there any difference really because think about it she wouldn't be here you wouldn't be speaking to her at the time there were no mobile phones so You'd get the occasional phone call, but I wouldn't be answering it. I might be out with my mates, you know. So the only difference really breaking it down would be me saying to me dad occasionally, um, did mum ring? Do you know what I mean? That's how I rationalised it. It was a coping mechanism. But my point is, perceptually, in terms of your everyday life, that was kind of factual. And I know there's probably therapists out there going, no, 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 no. You needed to accept that there was a death. And I get that. But my point being, I think sometimes it can be really useful to reframe things. Anyway, back to the book. It does a lot of this. But in terms of, so for example, yeah, here's one like, I listen to it falling asleep, so, which means you get about 10 minutes in. But here's one that he actually says. He says, instead of falling asleep at night and worrying about the fact you can't afford this week's car payment. Don't visualize yourself not being able to have the money. Visualize yourself not only having the money, but um, paying him in full. Picture yourself writing that check and says, even better, picture paying for a better car in cash. Fall asleep to those thoughts. And I thought that's a bit wishy-washy. But there are some good things which I do think will help like another one that he says is about a mirror where i can't remember the exact analogy but it's like say you've got a problem wherever the problem is he says see that in a mirror reflected back at you right that problem he says then then think of a solution what or what you'd like that scene to look like right place a mirror next to that mirror and see that scene in that mirror right and stand in front of that and then take a hammer and in your head smash the other mirror so the only mirror that exists is the solution to the problem. Do you know what I mean? And I, I genuinely think at, at the core fundamental consciousness element of it all, there's something to all that. I'm not going to say I'm a believer in it or in the secret. I, you know, I've seen no evidential proof of it. But I do think there's something there. I just can't yet place this little chapped finger on it. And it's chapped because... Um, I've been trying to play Flight Simulator on a PC or a laptop that doesn't support Flight Simulator. So I've had to lower the graphics down so much that the plane looks like a block. Mountains look like a block. I'm basically playing Roblox, really, but in a, in a flying brick. Anyway, that's irrelevant. But what is my review for The Silver Method? You know what? Genuinely, I haven't finished it because it's eight hours long. I will never finish it. Um, but currently, it's two thumbs out. 
undecided, but interesting concepts. And I like interesting concepts. And the reason why it's in here in a paranormal review is if this thing does exist, this ability to affect your own consciousness to create a better life, that is super nature. It's something we're not looking at within ourselves that we may all have the ability to do. And I don't mean like the secret. I hate the secret. Do you know what I mean? I think it, it gives false hope to people. And you only hear the success stories. You don't hear the people who walk around with a half a million check in their wallet and nothing happens. Do you know what I mean? You don't hear about them. You only hear about Ellen, who remembers lying in bed and saying, next year, I won't be in a low-rent apartment. I'll be headlining Saturday Night Live. And she was. Well, good for you, Ellen. But you know what? About a billion people have had that dream. And it didn't happen. So, secret no, this, uh, the whole concept is two thumbs up to the sky. But this as a book in its own right, two thumbs out, interesting ideas, perception shifting is definitely an interesting topic to look more into for anyone interested, I think. Anyway, on that bombshell, it's not a bombshell, but we're now going to have one of your listener paranormal experiences, my favorite part of the show. But don't tell Becca. Well, you can if you want, but it's going to cost you. She's in Saudi. Yes, it's my favourite time of the week where we get to listen to your paranormal stories. Yes, we do. And it is my favourite time of the week. By the way, apologies if you can hear like a fan in the background. Um, the office that I'm in has an air con. I always ask for it to be turned off. There's two people who work on reception to do it. One of them says, yeah, no worries, and it's off. The other one says, yeah, no worries, and it stays on. And we have back and forth. And it got to the point the other day, I just, I'd been down three times and each time they were getting angrier and I was getting angrier. And they were adamant it was off. And I was like, come to the room, it's on. Um, and they were like, no, I can't leave the desk. I was like, right, I had to leave. Anyway, we've had an amazing email in from one of our wonderful listeners, Claire, and she has sent in a plethora of paranormal purveyance for us to view. Try and say that after half a can of Red Bull. Anyway, and she has. And it's going to see us through, I think, I do believe, to maybe the two-week break because it's that long. And I love that. Don't think I'm saying, oh, it's too long. It's no such thing. In the world of the paranormal, there is no such thing. As I've said on many another show, the paranormal does not have a stopwatch. And I like any length of story or tale or experience that you're going to send in. And if you do wish to send anything of the sort in, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. But we're going to have two from Claire today before we head to the Tower of Terror. And Claire writes, Hello. Hello. Well, she actually put, Hello, Sir Kevin of Eustace. Yes, I like it. I like the respect. Put some respect on my name. The good lady Becca. Ooh, she'll like that. Although she could be midair about now. And the majestic feline of the bordering kingdom. Yeah, yeah, bit of cat love, why not? My name is Claire. Yes, Kevin, you can use my name. Ah, fuck. See? See? She knows? She knows me so well. Anyway, where am I? I've been binge listening to Wintech for the last few months, and I absolutely love it. Thank you. It's fascinating. Thank you. Creepy. Thank you. And funny all at the same time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making work less boring. Well, I try, Claire. I try. 
I've been having weird and seemingly paranormal experiences for the most of my life. I was going to say for the rest of my life. God, I hope I didn't curse you there. And yet, sitting here today, I couldn't say 100% that I believe in ghosts. But I don't 100% not believe in them either. Fair enough. I don't know. I'm a sceptical believer, I guess. Same here. The following are my experiences, but you can use some, all, or none as you please. But there are quite a few. Probably too many for a single podcast. She's right again. She's like a bloody crystal ball, this one. I'll try and keep them in chronological order for ease. Now, the first tale from Claire is named The Voice. The earliest experience I can remember happened when I was seven and a half years old. we just moved into a new-built house, a small three-bedroom semi-detached in a nicer area of High Wycombe in Buckinghamshire, nicer than we were previously living in. It was the first time I'd ever had a room of my own, and I remember being very excited. I don't remember when or why it happened, but over the next few months, I became scared to be in the room on my own at night. I was scared of the dark, and insisted on not only sleeping with the curtains open to let the light into the room, but also with my bedroom door open. I became desperate to not be shut in there. I began to hear my name being whispered, but whispered loudly, if that makes sense. It came at different times of the day and night, and in every room of the house. I remember the first time clearly. I opened my wardrobe, and... Claire was whispered from inside. So loudly that I jumped back and ran from the room. It began to happen so frequently that I kind of became used to it. I would just ignore it or tell it to go away. This went on sporadically for years, but finally seemed to fizzle out in my late teens. And that's Claire's first story. Interesting and fucking terrifying too. If I opened a wardrobe and heard Kevin coming from inside the wardrobe, the next thing going in that wardrobe would be a hand grenade, and the next thing leaving the bedroom would be me through a kev-shaped hole in the window. Oh, that's not how windows work. Would be me going and diving out of the window. Kev's just realised he would probably die from the fall. But at least then I'd come back as a ghost and find out who the fuck was saying my name in my wardrobe. Anyway, believe me, as Beck has pointed out many a time, a ghost could not fit in my wardrobe. And if it did, it'd be like, please let me... Like, that's more likely. I'd open the wardrobe and you'd go, please let me out. I'd be like, sorry, ghosty. It is a bit uh, cramped in there. The next one is called the TV Incident. One night, when I was around 11 years old, I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of the TV on quite loud in the living room. In brackets, my bedroom was at the left to the top of the stairs and our living room was open plan so the staircase went straight down into it. I turned over to look, in brackets, remember I refused to sleep with the door shut so I could see the top of the stairs from my bed, and I saw the lights were not on downstairs, but the light from the TV was flashing on the wall. My first thought was that my little sister had snuck out of bed to watch TV, which she'd done a few times before, and me being a typical big sister was determined to catch her in the act and bring justice to her. 
Ha ha! So I crept to the top of the stairs, lay down on my stomach, and lowered my head down the stairs so I could peek into the living room and confirm my suspicion. Just as I poked my head into the living room, the noise and the flashing stopped dead, and I was staring at an empty pitch-black room. I remember going cold with dread and fear, and suddenly feeling like I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. I leapt up and shot back to my room and huddled under my covers, too terrified to move until the morning. I still get shudders thinking about that night, and from that night on, I slept with my bedroom door shut, in fear of whatever was in the living room that night coming up the stairs. And that concludes Claire's second tale of terror. Now, that is frightening. I've went through all of those experiences. Well, I haven't. That's a lie. Hold on. Hold on. Let me wind that back. What I mean is I've went through the experience of, yeah, I'm 44. Becca has just gone away today. So therefore, I've got a week of living alone in a house with a cat. And I love it. You know, I'm, I think every now and again, it's, it's healthy to have that space, especially if you enjoy your own company, which you do. Anyway, my point being is that I sleep with the light on and, and the bedroom door open. Now, the bedroom door will leave open so the cat can come and go and use a litter. But I say that. But I also leave it open. I mean, would I have it shut? No, I wouldn't have it shut. And the reason I wouldn't have it shut was because our house creaks and groans at the best of times. And there are knocks as the heating turns on and stuff like that. I would convince myself someone was knocking on that bedroom door. So the door stays open, which is a bit worse in a way, but that's why I leave the light on. If it didn't have the light on, I would see something peeking around that door. So also something weird happened. Sorry to just hijack your story, Claire. Um, but something weird did happen the other day. In fact, about two nights ago, we were both upstairs, me and back. Now, normally what happens when we go to bed, when I say go to bed, when we leave the downstairs area, Becca is going to bed. I'm going to the back room to play video games. But we turn everything off downstairs. We lock up. Um, I sing a song for the cat, which she comes down. I say, I go, well, it's not a song. I shake a bag of dreamies and go, midnight dreamy party, midnight dreamy party, because dreamies are a cat treat. And I shake the bag, go, midnight dreamy party. And the cat hears the bag and me singing. And she comes down and I leave her a little pile of dreamies to eat through the night. And we have like a midnight dreamy party. Anyway, so when we've done the midnight dreamy party, I then go upstairs. Now I go upstairs and Becca's just coming out of the bathroom and we're talking about, now the cat in the living room, now the windows, the, the, the blinds, the curtains are all shut. She can't see out, right? And there's a lock on the door that leads to the kitchen. So we've got like a double lock system. So if someone broke into the kitchen, they couldn't then get into the living room. So we're completely secure. There's nowhere the cat could look out and be freaked. Um, and we've been there two years and this has never happened. So anyway, and don't get me wrong, could be a number of things, but it was freaky as fuck. Me and Becca have met on the land and me as I'm going to the video game room after a midnight dreamy party and Becca on her way out of the bathroom as she's going to bed. And we stood there and we were talking quite lowly about something. And the cat yowled like it had been kicked. And it skid, like we've got laminate flooring downstairs. And it skid like um, a cartoon cat. Like, you know, it's claws going on the, on the 
laminate but not moving uh, to the bottom of the stairs and then bolted up the stairs and ran into our room. And we were both like, what the fucking hell was that? So I went downstairs very terrified and there was nothing, nothing that I could see. But she was like, her heart was pounding. She was, and something's freaked her. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's a very anxious cat. So there's a high chance she just caught a reflection. But she's never done it before in two years and scared the living bejesus out of me. And I'm very aware. I'm bringing in week on week different black magic books. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we'll see how that develops. Anyway, Claire, thank you so much for your experiences. They are terrifying. And we're going to have more of them next week. But right now, it's time to visit the Tower of Terror. It is still Becca's Reddit Corner, but as she told us all in the previous weeks, it's not a basement, as I presumed. It is indeed a turret. I don't know where she thinks we live. I mean, we can't, We got the attic converted for me to have an office, but it's only waste time. So that didn't work. So, you know, where this t imaginary turret is, I don't know. Anyway, but we are going to have a Becca's Reddit Corner right now. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, hello, everybody. You may notice an audio quality for this edition of our climb to the Turret of Terror, which is Becca's Reddit Corner. And that's because we're using a new handheld after the last handheld started to have a staticky issue on the left side microphone. Would you say it gave up the ghost? Ooh, I would say give up the ghost, give up the ghost. Um, so what I'm currently using is something that we used to use, but it's like a newer version. It's got like a, a what can only be described as a massive afro, I think, um, on it, which is meant to shield wind, but I've blew on it and it doesn't. So. Okay. So there we go. So you know that that's that's the start. So we've gone it. back in technology. I think we've gone back in technology. Why would you do that? I'm not hundred percent sure because it's a renowned microphone, the H1N, in terms of handheld. If he says so himself, but it is—it's like being used in films and stuff, allegedly. Okay, so, so this is a bit of a test. This when... is a test, okay. but one that will air. Because, <laughs> right, it's okay because there's no point in wasting time. Time is the only valuable thing that we have. Anyway, um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Um, can't grumble, really. Lovely. Uh, you're off again, aren't you, next week? Yes, off, off away. Not off. off as in, like, I get a rest. Off as in, I leave the country. To work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no surprises where you're going. Mm -hmm. Your favourite place in the world. Um, so, yeah, so that's good. So, um, anything scary happen in the house that you haven't told me about that you maybe have kept to yourself or no, decided no. not to tell me? Because we went through like a plethora of things happening in quick succession. We didn't. It was normal things and absolutely everything you would describe to being paranormal when it wasn't. You were telling me. Yeah, but it wasn't paranormal stuff. Well, why were you telling me? Hey, I didn't notice this before. Because... You know, hey, when we live about... together, just the two of us, it's rare that we have an an unvoiced thought, as you well know. That's why I was yeah, telling you. You also did say that a t-shirt throughout a 
threw itself at you. I didn't say threw itself. Uh, that was a criticism of you, like, screwing up clothes and ramming them in the cupboard because it just flies back out. But it flew back out when you were alone in the room. <sighs> I'm not starting this again. Can we crack on with Reddit Corner, please? Yes. Oh, oh, I don't like you in this tower. In your ivory tower. <laughs> then please feel free to leave. <laughs> Fair enough. No, we'll stay. And we'll ask you to read this. This is fresh, as we like to do, fresh off the presses. Fucking hell, this is only four... T- pardon my French. Fourteen minutes ago, this is. Bloody hell, you've swooped in there, haven't you? I haven't I just. Okay. Haven't I just. Haven't I just. That means there's unlikely to be many comments, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, there is that. But that's okay. We can. I'm sure we can comment ourselves. Well, we can discuss, at the very, very least. At the very, okay. very least. Thank you. And I've no, I've no idea what the typing or the grammar, as per usual... Obviously, because why would you? you know? Why would I bother? Why would, you, why would you research stories on your own show? Well, you know? exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thanks, Becca. This story is titled, An Incident That Happened To Me A Few Years Back. Oh, I don't know why that's scary. Oh. Let's begin. Let's begin. I've had a history of paranormal incidences, mostly in my childhood. Not many in my adult years, I'm 44 now, but this one incident sticks out the most. I lived in a three-bed semi-detached house in Derbyshire at around the age of 26 with my girlfriend and two-year-old toddler. They were doing all right. Yeah, yeah, Derbyshire's not cheap. Anyway, (laughs) enough judgment on the... (laughs) The house was built around the 1930s. Previous owners have both died in the property, both of cancer in their 60s. Gracious, that's young. Jesus. The children had inherited it. We never pieced together what had happened in the property, but when I bought it, it was a repossession and full of belongings and infested with fleas. Oh, for fuck's sake. There were locks on the outside of the children's bedrooms. Well, that sounds like fun. Which, as you can imagine, provoked imaginations. It's a weird way of phrasing that, but... No, there's nothing much weird about that. We've just done the very Ima- same thing. Yeah, but imagine... Uh, anyway. You literally mean it's a weird way of phrasing it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, weird way of phrasing it, yeah. As in, like, as opposed to... Yeah. Conjures up thoughts you don't want to have. Yes, yeah, no, of course it conjures up thoughts you don't want to have. Yeah. Anyway. We spent six months renovating it to make it livable enough to move in. My parents had agreed to have my son for the weekend, so myself and my girlfriend could have some us time. We decided on the Saturday night to invite some friends round, D, who was 32, male, and S, 24, female. During the evening, at around 10pm, S went upstairs to the toilet. Myself, D, and my girlfriend remained in the sitting room when the sitting room lights went off for around three seconds. The hall and kitchen lights stayed on. S came back in the sitting room and exclaimed how strange it was the lights went out in the upstairs bathroom, which we agreed was odd. That could just be a fault. Especially as both sets of lights were on differing electrical circuits in the RCD box. Well, that's different. We joked about it, unable to explain why they would have gone out at the same time. S jokes out loud, If there's anybody there, give us a sign. Almost immediately, all the lights in the property went out for probably around five seconds, but it felt like an eternity. When they came back on, we all sat stunned, wide-eyed and white as sheets. S, never do that again, my girlfriend said. Nothing ever happened in that house again. I lived in it alone for a while after my relationship broke down. I still can't explain why separate lights went out at the same time on different electrical circuits or all the lights going out when my friend made her statement. 
So that's one of my experiences. Very good. I like that. Um, don't like the imagery, as they put it, of locks on child's doors on the outside. That sounds barbaric. Yeah, I mean, it's proper weird. But if the owners were in the 60s and the, like, the adult children, like the children were then adults. How was it then repossessed and flea-ridden? I don't know. I mean, we can only guess. But uh, the one thing that I would say, and this is me being Kevin Rationale, which is not the normal state of mind for me, but to try and give that all a rational explanation, let's say you're together, you know, you've already moved, you've moved into a house which has got locks on the outside of children's doors, which is a weird thing. So you sat there with friends in your new home and you're saying, there was locks on the doors upstairs. That's already the conversation starter. Right? Mm. What a weird house. You've got that feeling already. Mm. The idea of, although them both being on separate electrical sort of circuits, the bottom and the upstairs going off at the same time, that could just be a temporary power cut in the area. Yeah. Also, we don't know that it was... Well, it couldn't because the hall light stayed on. Oh. But also, we don't know if it went off at exactly the same time. All we know is that they had three seconds downstairs... And when she was in the bathroom, it also went off at some point during her being in the bathroom. But we don't know that those timings were identical. Yes. Yeah. So there could just be... Um, I mean, they said that the house was in a state. It was flea infested. It was, you know, it was a repossession. Um, and it took six months to renovate. It, yeah. So the electricity or the electrics could just be completely shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it could, it's, it could be no coincidence then that if there's like a signal that there's about to be... So, for example... Yeah, it's a perfect one that's literally just happened to me upstairs. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? The, I was upstairs then, and I, because, um, like Becca will tell you, and you'll, you'll, you'll back me up on this, um, I can fix anything, but it won't last. So, I'm very good at putting a holding fixture in. Yeah. You can fix something to work, but not the way it should be fixed. Correct. So you won't fix it properly, but you will get it to be able to do the job. Correct. Temporarily. Temporarily. Until yeah. a proper fix. It, they almost certainly will need to be replaced afterwards. Yeah. But as a, as a holding fix. Well, as yeah. I think outside the box, this will work. I'm very, very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So with that in mind, there is... Because this is a long-winded way to get into this. But... I've got a, a cardioid microphone that I used to sing into when for for vocals mm. for, when I'm doing music, and it's a heavy fucker. It's really heavy, so I've got to try and weight it down and counterbalance it. As opposed, I could just buy a stand, but you know we've got a stand upstairs. I could use that, but that back bedroom is already rammed. So I try it. So I've used a counterbalance and I've sellotaped it to the desk. Right? Using medical tape. And it works. Mm-hmm. Right? But now, because it, as we say, it was a temporary measure, and it was done over a month ago, it started to give. Now, it today, it went like, I moved like about three centimetres forward as mm. a piece of the, the medical tape adhesive gave way. Yeah. Right? And I thought, that's about to go. Mm-hmm. And but I was in the middle of playing a boxing game, so it carried on. Yeah. And then about ten seconds later, it went. 
and the whole thing gave like what an elegant noise. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. It's like, like the whole adhesive gave way. Yeah. Now my point is, this could be the electric version of that. Yes, exactly. Something yeah. about to give like so, a, a so warning the, the, shot. The triggers of the light going off down and upstairs yeah. is an indication of bad electric saying, "I'm about to pack in." Yeah. I'm finding it quite stressful to hear about what's going on in the the office because it's just such, such a, I can't even, I just can't even, so I just have to close the door and like just not even look. But when you, when you come back from your trip, it'll be tidied and you know, you know how good I am at tidying a room that looks absolutely insurmountable because in, in the old flat. Your office used to be an absolute shell. Only when you used it. Yeah, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally, how many times did you go in and go, where's everything gone? Yeah. yeah. And it'd be like a miracle, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd look so good. Mm. Um, so that will happen again on your return. Okay, well, that'd be nice. It will be Because nice. unfortunately, a lot of my clothes are in there, so I do have to go in sometimes to, to get them. And when I yeah. literally kind of can't get to the wardrobe. It's well, I realised that it needs to do it myself when... Last night, I went to the toilet because I went and bought um, a, like a gaming PC because there are certain games you can't get the console and that I want to try and play. So I went and got a game, like laptop, sorry, not a PC. Anyway, um, and it means there's wires everywhere, additional wires everywhere. On I went, I went to the toilet about half 12 at night and on my way back, it wasn't dark or anything, but on my way back, I stood on an upturned UK plug. Now, and up, if you don't know what a UK plug looks like, it's... That's um, painful, yeah. It's a flat back... Well, it's similar, obviously, in structure to a US plug, but there's three firm... Like, there's three quite thick prongs, aren't there? Yeah. Three quite... And the prongs are square-shaped, rather, or rectangular-shaped, rather than cylindrical. Yeah, but a, a US plug, you can't stand on, because it will only lay flat. What I mean is, is that like, well, you know what a three-prong UK plug looks like? That noise is the cat tearing apart a piece of furniture. Kitten, come here. Some people have said that they want to hear you. Come and sniff this. Sniff it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Can you do a little purr for the listeners? Can you do a little purr for the listeners? What's this? What's this? What is it? Would you like that? You might have heard some sniffles there. That was from the kitten. Kitten live in Becky's Reddit Corner. Um, what was we talking about? You standing on a three-pronged plug. Anyway, yeah, I felt I stood on a three-pronged plug. But you know when, like, you know you're about to fully put your weight in it so you don't, so you, like, sort of leap yeah. To, so that you don't put your weight in it. Yeah. And I found myself leaping headfirst towards, like, a collection of guitars worth a few grand, <laughs> like, a PS5, two VR sets, a game, and Oh, laptop. my God, stop it. We're going to get robbed. No, but, I mean, my point is, because they're all in If anyone comes time, to rob us, could you just go directly for that back room and nowhere else? Because there's literally know, nothing yeah, else yeah. of value in this house. Yeah. and um, But my point being is that they're all... Because they're all in that one place... And also, I'm a slob, so there was about nine pints of water <laughs> around. I thought, I'm going to destroy everything I own. And I had to, like, collapse to my knees. And by water, you mean Coke and Red Bull? Yeah, yeah, no. Coke and Red Bull. Um, but liquid in general. As we know, yeah. you spill, like, a quarter of a pint of liquid. And uh, 
it, it get it doubles in size and gets everywhere. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to explode the house, and I proper shit myself, and I thought this place needs to tidy. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Anyway, that's not not paranormal about that. But um, yes, I am not convinced that that place is haunted. I am convinced that the locks on the outside of the children's door is something that's deeply concerning, especially after we just watched Dead Water with David Tennant. Is it David Tennant? Yeah. Um, and they put a lock on the child's door before burning the house down. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Oh, sorry, if no one's watched that. <laughs> oh, no, that's pretty much... You, you know that straight away. You know that straight away. Anyway, on that... Could have been spoiler, but was not a spoiler. I repeat, was not a spoiler. It was a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, only for the first ten minutes. You've got another four hours to go. Anyway. Tati bye, Becca. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>